Hello and welcome to episode 95 of the Two Brothers or Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast. Sorry, got to shorten that up a little bit. Um, Charles, how are you doing, man? This is an early morning one. You're actually the first person I've talked to. So if I make the mistakes, that's why. <laughs> well, you got uh, T minus 12 hours here till tip off. So I know. Anxious. Put a, oh, Nervous man. wreck. Yeah, we're going to get into that basically exclusively almost um, because we're in a, a position that, hey, the Celtics have been here before in this postseason. When you look back to Milwaukee, it was different because it was um, – they were away for this. This time, obviously, they'll be back in the garden. Um, they haven't been good at it. They haven't been. Um, and this, that's why this – I don't know what I feel about this game. So for every game, pretty much through this whole, um, except for the last one, game five, I kind of nailed it exactly how the game was going to go. Um, kind of felt, you know, Celtics with that first win. I kind of expected the the route that happened um, the, the following game. And then, yeah, it just, it just sort of stacking up the way I saw it. This past game, not as much. And so I'm not sure how I'm feeling about this. Usually I would say, hey, we're going back to the garden. You come off of a poor game of um, being able to protect the ball and not give it away. Um, a poor it's, game of... It's really the key. Feels like the pretty much the, the story. It is. And um, you know what's frustrating too when you look back at that game five is that the Celtics played the basketball that we knew that we know that they're capable of playing in that third quarter, Jason Tatum hitting shots, the ball's moving quickly. Um, and they've just got all that moment and we're texting each other. And then the fourth quarter starts and it was like a completely different team. And it was no, Hey, don't, I'm going to give credit to golden state being a top two defensive team, just as the Celtics are, but they weren't doing anything that was dictating it. It was just the Celtics that changed their game from, I don't know, a three minute commercial break going into the fourth quarter where they couldn't hit shots. They started doing the, the, the complaining. And what, what it seems to me is there's just this weird feeling of like, Hey, they're great when they're hot. They're great when they're moving the ball. As soon as they start missing some shots, they get, and then, turnovers lead to these other impossible shots going in. And I feel like that's when the Warriors make all of their big shots, the, the Jordan pools, the Curry making it with like two guys standing right beside them. Yeah. All those crazy, ridiculous shots seem to come when it's turned over, when the Celtics have a chance to set their D after they score. Um, I feel like we don't, yeah, they might make some tough shots or Steph Curry might do his, you know, one on five thing but at least they're playing defense and they've got a chance and they're given that as soon as they start getting into this miss shots, asking for a foul, they just completely move into that emotional state and they're just not in control of anything that's going on in the game. They're just kind of reacting to what's happening rather than dictating it. Uh, I'd be curious to hear your take um, as far as what we've seen the last couple of games. Cause I think there's been two games since we've recorded last which have both been losses um, and kind of leading into tonight, because I'm still trying to make up my mind what we might see tonight. It's been, well, here's the thing. 
I thought they were going to win game five after that third quarter because that's their best third quarter they've played. Granted, they were like, they couldn't hit a three to make their life in the first quarter. They can do anything in the first half. Um, game, game four, obviously a letdown. Game five, I think it, the, the shitty fourth quarter in game four basically carried over in the start of game five. Couldn't do shit. Um, the most egregious thing is the missed free throws. That was really, considering at the end of the day, you lost by 10 points and you missed 10 free throws. Maybe that's not the difference because again, you don't hit every free. Typically, teams don't hit every single free throw, but to miss ten, if it's a three-point game going into the last five instead of they're down by seven, that's completely different, you know. Um, but the turnovers are just fucking killers. I sent you that tweet that like it's they're thirteen and two and they have what sixteen or less and sixteen and over they're one and seven. That's that's you know that that doesn't lie. That's not just like an egregious statistic. Um, the biggest thing, take care of the ball. Don't get stagnant on offense. They talked about spacing, too, before game five, and then there's so many times where he was basically four guys just clumped together with one guy with the ball, two defenders, and someone trying to screen one of those defenders. You got to space out. Um, have you looked into any of these, like, replays and, like, some of the – like, obviously, I follow all these guys on Twitter, and they show, like, you know, a lot of the clips or what have you, but, like, so many times, like, Tatum's got it on the wing. Smart's coming to screen to whether do a, a you know a ball switch or whatever. Rob Williams is standing on the basket all by himself, wide open. You got to pick your head up and look for that. Um, that's look at that's an easy two. That's a straight up easy two that you got to take advantage of. Um, here's the thing. There's two schools of thinking I have going in my head. If they mm-hmm. lose, weren't ready for the moment mentally. They just weren't ready for the moment. I think Udoka said it today. If someone told us back in December that. He had two games in the NBA championship. I think everyone would sign up for that. Um, Tatum and Brown are 24 and 25 years old. When did Curry win his first championship? 27, 26? Like, yeah, he was later on. Yeah. Yeah. Most of these, most of them have been, with the exception of like LeBron. Um, well, Curry was also a little older because he didn't he go through all four years at David. No, he went three. He went three. Yeah. But yeah. again, it, it takes time with these guys. Um, so there's that school of thought. The other school of thought is, you're the better basketball team. These losses, as much as, you know, you had Steph go nuclear one game, you know, Jordan Poole hitting these stupid fucking half-court banks. He's got a real punchable face, too, by the way. Um, they, they, these losses are self-inflicted. Not only, when I say that, not only turnovers, just their lack of offensive execution. They've defended well enough to keep themselves in games. Yeah. Um, you know. Even when Steph Curry is going off. Yeah they've defended well enough to keep themselves in there because they know that that's going to happen. Correct. Um, and like, here's it's funny thing. how players, it's how funny, it's funny how players become punchable when we're playing them. Oh, it's, it's true, man. It's true. You, you see him, see him enough. But like, think about Jordan Poole. Why don't you constantly attack that? Guy? He is a defensive weakness. Make him pay for it. Um, it, it one of these things is, is you feel like Jalen Brown, they had his interview yesterday where, like, you know, we're not scared of the Warriors. It's basically us versus ourselves. And that's really what it is. They are the better think, team. Yeah. They, I think that's where I'm, like, consciously optimistic going into tonight. And it, would, it sounds weird because, yes, we've, we've come off of two losses here. And it just seems like they haven't been able to get out of their own way in those last couple of games. But I'm cautiously optimistic in the sense that exactly what you said, Hey, two games away, 
They've been in the situation against the defending champs and a player that, hey, it's not Steph Curry, but it's somebody who is right up there on the same level of being unstoppable. Um, you can't stop Giannis, you know, and they were in the exact same position. They won that. Now, I know you were saying like, hey, they haven't been there before. They weren't ready for the moment. Well, I'm seeing that they won back-to-back game sevens. Um, they have come into this game, shown, you know, two games so far that they can control this, showed in the, even the games that they lost minus, I think, game two, um, that they can keep the game close and, and go. It's crunch time, baby. I think what we're going to see is you get someone like Al Horford. Hey, he's close. Like, this is – this is what he wants. He's somebody that can make a, a, a game-changing thing. They get Robert Williams back into, you know, the the lobbing threat. Ho- granted, hopefully that his knees, um, okay. Um, but yeah, they started that Chris Haynes story yesterday with Robert Williams. Just no. everything he goes through with his knee. He's like, really? it's, it's like really boring at this point. The amount of because it's just rinse, wash, repeat in terms of yeah. Care. He said he was getting his knee drained like every after every game against Miami and they eventually decided to stop draining it because it wasn't doing anything anymore. Sure. But yeah, so he, I mean, and he's, but he's out there and he's, he's, he's doing his thing. I think a key for tonight will be getting those guys involved like early as far as I want Tatum and Brown to be driving. I want them to be taking shots, but I want them to be outletting and showing the defenders. Cause I feel like that's when they're at their scariest. They can blow by excuse me, they can blow by pool because pool first off is just not a great on ball defender, but at the same time, it's like, he's got to worry about if he's driving down this side, is he going to just dish it to Robert Williams on my left? Or, you know, is he going to kick it out here? Now there's other options in there if you're starting to utilize it. And of course that's going to all come down to taking, you know, these other guys, once they get the ball hitting a few shots early on. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. I just got a story update by Brian Robb, who follows him for uh, Mass Life. Robert Williams is shooting 88% in the NBA Finals. He's only taken 18 shot attempts. Look at why and how the Celtics might try to get him more, involved more offensively. Like, it's pretty clear. And he's, you know, he's the only one making his fucking free throws consistently. Yeah, he doesn't miss free throws. And he's a center. I know. So I'm going to be looking for a big contribution game. Obviously, we need Tatum and Brown to be stellar, not turn the ball over. Uh, and hit free throws, <laughs> if that's too much to ask. But on top of that, what I'm looking at, I want to see Al Horford hit some shots, get Robert Williams involved, as well as let's see if we can Der- Derek White can kind of come back from what he was in the earlier part of the series. The last couple of games, he's been a little bit quiet. Although I say that he's been a little more quiet on like the offensive, getting involved offensively. Uh, he's always going to be helpful with his height with uh, defense too. So yeah, that's going to be crazy. So, I mean, I don't even want to predict because I just want to watch and enjoy all that's going on right now and take it in. I know this is game six. You know, you got you got a lot of work to do and a lot of work ahead of you if you plan on pushing this to game seven. But let's just start game six. Take it on in. Is there anything you, you want to bring up as far as any other stat lines that you saw? Um, I think I saw – what was it? I think the over-under was like, if it, you said Celtics 15 turnovers or lower. 16, or I think, yeah. yeah. 15 or 16. That's basically it. Um, Zach Zarba tonight roughing, so that's good. He's terrible. 
you know, there's not to blame the refs' excuse, but god damn, the refs were they were pretty bad last game, like pretty mm. egregious one way or the other. And like, you can't give Ime a tech at that point, Tony Brothers. Like, get your head out of your ass. Um, but they just got to play through these things. If their offense does what it's supposed to do, the refs don't matter in any game. Um, mm. And it's like I said, these losses are mostly self-inflicted. The, the, you could argue, with the exception of game. Um, it's a game two, yeah, where they they were not good. The other two losses, those those are easily winnable games if you don't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. You, you got one game where Curry hits no fucking points or no threes, which again that's not going to happen again. He's going to come out. He'll probably take ten threes in the first ten minutes of the game. Um, but I don't think Wiggins is going to score twenty four points. I don't think he's going to get seventeen rebounds. Draymond what do you think Clay is going to do? I mean, Clay will do his. I don't think he'll. He's I mean, they've been talking themselves up a lot. Game six play. Yeah, you got game six play. Part of the Golden State's success is their swagger and their sort of their same – their whole team sort of – That one shot he hit and he was like guffawing around like – like that was – that didn't look remotely athletic what the hell he was doing. You know, I mean, he immediately after they won that game, hey, you you should be confident. You you should be. That's how you get to that position. You guys are one game away from winning – championship you got two games um at the max minimum to td garden here i don't know i i part of my part of me is hoping that all of the celtics are watching sports center every day <laughs> um to see the interviews of like you know I, I guess the whole like clay being like oh game six like that's when i'm good I, I don't – I guess I don't get that. It's like, okay, then where were you these other games if that yeah. – you, you can decide just when you're going to be phenomenal. Um, yeah, man, we need a tone setter. I, I think Smart's going to come out, just play amazing defense. This is where Grant Williams could, could shine as well. The bench in general um, needs that for fucking game because that's, that's another reason he lost game six or game five. Yeah. Bench had, what, four points? Hurtchard immediately comes off the bench and does his pat to catch the ball out of bounds. Um, <laughs> It's like just dude, to get a bit warm up. Rookie year mistakes, man. Um, Derek White's didn't look confident in his jumper. You gotta hope. I think KG's gonna be in the building by what it sounds like. He's gonna be in the Ooh. building. Um, so that should electrify. He'll be sitting, the on, the, he'll be sitting on the sideline. <laughs> yeah, probably with with Wick and Robert Kraft. I'm assuming. Who knows? Um, that should electrify the crowd. But if anything, if, if I'm Udoka, you know, you're that same message. You beat yourselves. This, this, we're done coaching. There's nothing else I can do to coach you guys. I can't control you guys choosing to dribble into three people in the paint when you get two guys open in the corner or Robert Williams available for a lot. Like Jalen Brown, stop doing what the fuck you're doing. And Tatum, what are you doing? Um, but and the really, players understand it. The oh, they do. But they it's like, yeah. And, and if, like I, I said, if I'm Udoka, I'm playing that clip of Clay Thompson saying, I'll tell you right now, I've never been more excited to get to Boston. Like, mm-hmm. that should be enough motivation to. Because once you get to game seven, there's like that's it. That's what I was gonna say. It's like don't you can't think of this as two games. You can't think of this as we have to win two games. No, it's we gotta win this game and then three nights from now it'll be completely different. It'll be a whole different thing. Um, this is one game. This is your championship game right here. Winner take all until the next one. And so um I, I I'd be I bet they're waking up and they're, you know, there's some urgency under them, of course, but 
whichever team's going to be able to settle down a little bit first. Um, can the Celtics come out with great energy, but not let that affect them like nerve wise and feeling like they have to do too much. Can they just really embrace that? Or maybe we see that from golden state. Maybe they're like, Hey, let's put them away TD and they get over anxious. They start taking bad shots. They start turning, they, Hey, they, they can turn it over with the best of them as well. Yeah, they you haven't know, so you... this series. In fact, the numbers actually bear out that they're pretty even. Just the mm-hmm. Celtics and the games they've lost have been such ridiculously high numbers that it's such and an egregious the, the, difference. The points off of turnovers Correct. Um, are the what's really the biggest um, killer because, I mean, you give them a chance to hit you when you're not set up in a defensive set. And oh, they can't score in the half court. Half court defense, man, is on lock. They make them work for yeah. it, but it's, it's the – 40 fucking points they get off transition threes. That's what kills them. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see which team comes out with a little more maybe anxious energy versus locked-in energy, who can settle down first, um, and can which how, how each team will handle the inevitable run that the other team's going to have probably in the first half and then following into the second half. So, um, hey, a lot of basketball tonight to watch. And take in if you're a C's fan, no matter what's going on, um, or Golden State, or just basketball in general. Just I hope we can take it in, enjoy it for what it, what's going on. No matter what's happening, um, it's pretty special to see a team that you root for so so much um, be in the position they're in. Hey, they're Game Six of an NBA Final. That's pretty great. Be awesome to see them uh, turn it around and uh, bring it back to Golden State. And then maybe we'll be able to talk. Um, maybe our, our, our discussion will be quite a bit different. Um, but I'm excited about it. Unless you have anything else you want to um, comment on, we can just kind of talk about what else has been going around uh, in the sports right now. Not a whole lot to comment on other than Stanley Cup started last night. Did you watch any of that game? I didn't, but it seemed like it was an electric game. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it myself. I will tune into it as it probably goes on. Hey, don't get me wrong. I know we've said we don't want to see Tampa Bay winning it, and it's kind of getting old now, but you got to respect. I'm a huge fan of the sustained excellence, especially at a professional level, when you have to deal with salaries and players who want to get mine. And I know hockey's a little different than the other sports as far as the money that they're raking in. But what they're doing, oh, man, that's just a sign of a – insanely consistent organization that's making players happy, making coaching happy, making personnel decisions to get back to a third one. I was looking it up. I think the last team in major sports to win three in a row were the, um, the Lakers early 2000, I think 2000 and 2002. Yeah, um, probably. Yankees were 98 to 2000. Anyways, this is something that we don't see um, often, and especially in a day and age where, the product that you're seeing on every major sports level, yes, they're standing on the shoulders of giants, right, of those who've come before them, but we are seeing the best talent across the board in every one of these sports as far as the level that these players are at. And so to see what you're seeing Tampa Bay do is pretty incredible. I picked Colorado from the beginning. I think they're the best team, but based on last night, it seems like it's going to be a fun series. But uh, do you think you'll tune into the like the winning time games? Maybe. It's yeah, fun to probably. 
Yeah. I, I mean, I think Colorado's going to win personally. It could go either way, really, as judging by last mm. night um, with the overtime game. But Colorado just feels like it's their year. Yeah. It's, um, it's kind of cool. This is always a cool time of year. And, again, another reason to take it all in is because once it's over, you got baseball. You know what's crazy? That's the about NBA it. draft is a week from today. You don't even think about it because the Celtics are still playing. That is insane. That yeah. is insane. Normally Usually, we're, like, like, talking about – and granted, they don't have a first-round pick this year because they traded for Derek White. But, like, in general, normally we're talking about this stuff leading up to this week, and it's like, you don't even think about <laughs> it. We're talking about how they're going to get to this point the next year. Um, so that's why I'm enjoying all of the, all of the time – that this game's going on tonight. Um, the, uh, oh, how I was going to make another point of that, but um, yeah, so Stanley cup uh, football, you know, slowly it starts to make its way back into the new cycle. Um, I haven't heard anything out of Pat's nation uh, for the most part that has, has changed. We're not going to hear that probably for a little while. Until um, training camp in end of July. I mean, it sounds like Baker could be on the move, but um, who knows at this point? It sounds like Carolina was had some urgency to get that done. Um, I mean, Cleveland just stays in the news cycle for what we've talked about in the past. Not the greatest, greatest uh, reasons to be there. Um, but yeah, that, now's the time of year where they're you can tell that the sports sites are like, okay, we got to bring this back into the news cycle. So it feels natural when this is all we have to talk about after the NBA and the NHL are over. Um, Baseball though, man, the Yankees are are on a tear. It must be tough as a Red Sox fan. Um, A friend of mine was texting me saying the Yankees are nine and one. In the last 10 games, the Red Sox are eight and two in the last few. They went from 12 games back to 13 games back. You win eight out of 10 games, you should right. be doing something pretty crazy. But it seems like the whole AL East, I think, is top of the wild card at oh, yeah. this point in the season. What does that matter? But um, right. yeah, I don't think anyone's going to catch the Yankees unless they somehow implode. But at the very least, the Red Sox are now in, now in a wild card spot. And yeah. I mean, what are they? I think they're yeah they're three and a half back in Toronto and a game and a half back. In I mean, there's so so much time oh, left, so, but yeah. yeah, I mean it's uh it's pretty cool to see that. I mean, being this way in San Diego with another the other division that's probably just as you know just as competitive. Uh, you know the LA, the Dodgers Padres tied for the top with San Fran right behind them. Same thing, sort of these teams that are all playoff caliber teams but when it's all said and done you got to see who's you know you got to play a one and done game to get into the playoffs and so so it's you know a lot of teams are doing the winning now which I would argue when you're playing that many games it's probably a good idea to put yourself in a great position as soon as you can versus having to make a run after all-star break and be getting a few games short um you don't want to be kicking yourself when it comes to that but yeah there's a lot going on I mean it's uh, Aaron Judge seems like he's on the fast track to a whole lot of money this coming off season. Um, I don't know if you saw last night. There was the the Astros pitched two immaculate innings, so nine pitches, three strikeouts, but it was against the same hitters with two different pitchers. Do you see that? No. So 
one of the Astros, I think the starters through, I don't know the names. I'd have to look it up. I don't watch anything the Astros or half the other teams do. But um, he threw immaculate inning. So, again, it's three pitches per batter, struck them all out. And then later on the game, a different pitcher to the same batters had another immaculate inning. <laughs> uh, that's pretty That's pretty crazy. Um, that's pretty incredible. Um, especially out of all the stats in baseball, that's actually one of them. That's like, there's very few of them in uh, the recorded history of the MLB. Um, okay. Any other newsworthy, like in the sports world that we're not, uh, haven't brought up or you haven't thought of that we can bring in here? I think so. I mean, golf should be interesting this weekend with the U.S. Open. Some of these guys mm. in the live tour playing. Starts yeah, today. I feel like they're trying to make it way more, like, I yeah. feel like it's become, we, we think that that's going to be way bigger of a deal than it actually is the players and the people on site, especially since it's so new. I mean, the first tournament was last weekend for the live tour. It's a bigger deal for the media. It's like, oh, cool, it gets us something to cover besides just the PGA Tour. I know besides just having tiger woods in the mix um yeah i mean we'll, we'll see how it plays out i i at the end of the day i don't think very many people give give a care at all um no. but yeah it's always fun to watch that that's up your way right in brookline yeah nice so well, brookline massachusetts action there um okay it's the same country club that brady's house was on it was. Yeah. It was. Um, let's uh, let's dive into the way that we usually end this it's in the entertainment space. Um, is there anything you're watching or did watch? Did you watch the the movie Hustle? Did you? We did. Yeah. What did you think of it? I liked it. I think it was. I, yeah. I mean, the way, it's, the way it's that hilarious. That. It's hilarious that. <laughs> Juancho Hernan Gomez is, is the star, and then Brad Stevens says something. Yes. That in reality, he traded his ass like <laughs> six months ago. <laughs> I meant to text you that too. Yeah. I'm like, I love Brad Stevens getting, and then I thought of that too. I'm like, oh, real NBA stuff. Um, very, very predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love, I, I enjoyed it, man. I mean, Adam Sandler, just you can he loves basketball. And so you put him in that position and I think you're going to get a good performance, but yeah, a lot of cameos, any favorites that you had? Bobon was pretty funny. Bobon was funny. Um, I thought Anthony Edwards was actually a really good actor. Yeah. He was good. He's got a lot of personality. You see it in his interviews. Like yeah. post-game. I thought he did a, a pretty stellar job. Um, like he didn't make it sound super corny. It made it, he like was actually um, doing a great job there. Uh, I also, last time we talked, I didn't even realize it, but I'm a huge fan of um, one of my favorite shows, Peaky Blinders. Mm-hmm. And they, they um, released that last season, which looks like they're going to end up being, um, you know, like one of those long time seasons that turns into like a final movie that'll come out like three or four down, years down the road and you won't remember what the hell happened. You're going to have to watch it all over again to see what's going on, but I'll, I'll be there for it. Um, so I was really pumped about that. Anything else you've been um, keeping your eye out or anything coming out 
this weekend that you're uh, um, anticipating? I'm very excited for Terminalist. That doesn't come until July 1st, though, with Chris Pratt. Um, right. The uh, God's Favorite Idiot we started watching on Netflix with Melissa McCarthy and Ben Falcone. That was actually okay. pretty funny thus far. All right. Um, did you uh, did you finish Barry? Yes. That was good. You, that was a good ending. Okay. I'm curious. He already said that they're already, like, starting shooting in, like, two weeks here for season four. So it's definitely not that. so much a comedy anymore, but I actually think it's a better show. I'm not sure it's ever been a comedy it's, like, it's been a dark it's, like a like a almost like a tragedy if you will um, really, but there's always comedy in tragedy yeah. right and it's many times made me i think the characters themselves have made me laugh and just like just such good self-awareness of the show yeah but yes it's a it is is not a i wouldn't put it up there as a full-out comedy but it's it is funny and but yeah it was very that was a very um, intense last last show. Last episode, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's really really about it in the in the entertainment world. Well, cool. I mean, we just wanted to jump on here before um, we've been kind of sticking to getting our recording done uh, every couple or every few games. So we just wanted to finish it up here. Um, unless you got anything else, I'm going to put an end to this. This was episode 95 of the Two Bros Talk to Sports podcast. Until next time.